0: Welcome back to the Ancient World Morning Coffee podcast show. Hope you're having a great morning and a good cup of coffee, maybe nice weather. We had some sunshine in the morning, so we had uh, a little moment with the real Italian espresso. We have this little mocha, Italian original kettle, and then Lavazza, like Lavazza Rossa, which is the, the standard uh, espresso coffee powder grounds from italy so that's just the best <laughs> start of the morning you could have in some ways and then um so now it's back to being gray outside but we want to talk about one book and just one topic so this is going to be a bit shorter one it's a little bit of uh thinking out loud uh and and evaluating or exa- exploring a topic from a book we're reading now that is called back to virtue by peter kreeft Kreeft, I'm sure we're butchering it. Um, it's an old book from 86 and then republished in 1992. So it's over 30 years old, but it's it's uh, kind of timeless. Uh, and it ties very much into to much of the, the medieval uh, cosmology and Dante as well. So uh, as the title says, is about virtue. And it starts with a definition. You have several definitions of virtue. So one is moral excellence, right-living goodness. The second is a particular type of moral excellence. The third is a good quality or feature. The fourth is purity, chastity, and the fifth is effectiveness. This is according to the book. And if you look in a standard dictionary, we get that it's a behavior showing high moral standards, a quality considered morally good or desirable in a person, a good or useful quality of a thing. So, uh, if we think of Dante, Purgatory, the mountain of virtue, uh, we have very much like then seven virtues. You have the four cardinal ones. Uh, Cardinal means like that which things are hinging on, like a hinge. Uh, So, you have uh, prudence, fortitude, justice, and temperance. And then you have the theological virtues, faith, hope, and love uh, or charity. So... That's kind of the meat of the book here, uh, but there's a there's a there's an approach here which is very interesting. So it talks about the four steps of a medical analysis, and this is something we're going to think about now for a couple of weeks at least. <laughs> which is um, how, if there is a problem, how do we how do we start a- approaching it again, or start to understand it and try to solve things? So the four steps are then one observation of symptoms, two, diagnosis of disease, three, prognosis of cure, and four, prescription for treatment. In a more abstract way, you can say that is, one is like, what is the problem? Then two, what's the cause of this problem? Three is then, what is the solution to it? And fourth is, what is the cause of the solution? Or like, how do we make this solution happen? So it's a very um, kind of a powerful little tool to, to try to ponder, think about something when there is a problem. So he, he has 10 different uh, examples of this. One of them is from the ancient Greek um, philosophy with Plato. So he says, when he talks about the society at his time, he says, number one, the problem is that we are not good. We are full of vices. That's kind of the, the claim. That is the problem. And then, what is the cause of this? According to then, in this case, Plato, is the cause of this is ignorance. We do evil because we ignorantly think it will be good for us. The thief disobeys the first law of the oracle, know thyself, he thinks he is a body or even a wallet rather than a soul. That is the reason why he ignorantly thinks stolen money will do him more good than virtue. So, again, then ignorance is then the, the cause of the problem of all devices and then the solution to the world's problems is virtue good individuals make a good society this is such a such a good phrase good individuals make a good society so like changing society make a better society start with making better individuals because society is in some sense the the aggregate what or the the community of individuals that with which grows out, emerges out from a collection of individuals. So if the individuals are good, then you will get a good society. It's very simple if you think practically about your kind of your neighborhood or your local community or something, that if you have lots of good people, then you will have a good world to live in. Um, And then the fourth step then, like how do we get to virtue? And then, again, we're now still in Plato here. The way to virtue is knowledge of the good. If we knew without a doubt that virtue was always for our good, that justice is always more profitable than injustice, then we would have no motive for preferring vice. So there's the point then to education is the cause of making a virtuous world or culture. And then that's kind of the practical steps is then just to educate people to understand the vices and the virtues, and then they will choose the right or the, the constructive positive things with virtue. There's also a thing with virtue that it's uh, it also means something like a source of strength. So aiming for virtue or living with and practicing virtue will give you strength as opposed to living with vices that will kind of weaken you. So it's sometimes people think that virtue is a bit boring, it's a bit kind of passive, it's a bit like, nothing is happening you're just walking around like this person who is just like it's like eating your vegetables every day it's like it doesn't really nothing is happening but it's actually not true like your your whole psychology and being and spirit and soul is changing with virtue to something much more stable and energetic and forceful and stronger so that's also a, a kind of a motivation for it. so but that was plato and then stoics Uh, kind of a little bit related, like still, we're still in the ancient Greek thinking to some extent. Uh, So they have the analysis. Number one, we are unhappy, anxious, and full of suffering. Number two, why is this? Because of our passions. So that's a, passion is kind of a subset of vices in general, kind of the incontinence part of it. And then what is the solution? Uh, We can attain peace of mind. So peace of mind is then the solution. How do we get to, that solution by cultivating apatheia, passionlessness, like pathos is passion, apatheia would then be passionlessness. Uh, so that is how th- that's their uh, prescription for for making for, for fixing the problem and making a better world. And then the book has many other um, examples from Buddhism, from uh, the biblical stories. From secular thinking and yeah then more like specific thinkers like Pascal Kierkegaard Descartes, Descartes, Marx and Freud so we just wanted to for one little moment here uh, evaluate this in terms of Dante and the comedy and kind of the late medieval uh, cosmology so Dante would to some extent uh, agree very much with with the Stoics and and Plato so the problem that he saw it was like a uh, a world that was <laughs> collapsing, like the 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 cultural decay and and uh, and corruption of Florence, like his his world that he grew up in until he was about thirty five, and then he was exiled. So the problem, as he saw it, was then then just a the failure of the world and and uh, a, like a dysfunctional, corrupted world, and the cause of that in in Dante's uh, idea in the Divine Comedy would be, this is a very complicated and big topic, but you could to some extent say that the overall would be like, there's a separation from the Divine, like the, the Dark Forest in, in the opening is the problem. Like like an isolation separation from from the heavens is, is the root cause of it. Uh, but you could also say more practically, especially that which is very clear in purgatory that the cause of it is the vices or the sins, which is kind of the two way of expressing much of the same. And then Dante's solution is very much the same. Like Dante describes things both in the Greek and the Hebrew tradition. So he would say like the virtues or to connect to the divine and the biblical stories. So he would say like both of those are uh, together or combined, or you can say like the, the Greek is... Is is uh, one part of it, and then you have something is embedded in something bigger, which would be the biblical in Dante's view. But but you could also just go with the Greek, and then the solution is then the virtues. And how do we get about the virtues? Uh, this is more implicit with Dante, but it would be something like uh, just looking at what he did. He <laughs> he spent he spent uh, about a decade writing this, or about twenty years studying and learning, studying the whole tradition and learning the craft of writing, and then spent 10 years of writing the Divine Comedy as the solution. In many ways, there's a little bit of a prophecy, a mystery in the beginning that this greyhound is the thing that's gonna chase away uh, the she-wolf, meaning then the, the sins, the vices, uh, and that the greyhound comes from like trafeltro feltro which is uh, from cover to cover. Also, it can mean them many different things, but one, one idea interpretation is that Dante is suggesting that that which is within the Divine Comedy is what could solve this problem. So in a sense, like he writes this and then it goes back to the idea of the education or spreading the knowledge that if people read the Divine Comedy and ponder and reflect on this, they will understand the nature of the deeper moral structures and then they will choose what is helpful and and uh, constructive and a path to a good life. So that's the last part is open for interpretation or discussion, but in many ways, it comes out of the first three. That devices are the problem, or you could say separation from the divine. Uh, this is because of ignorance. Uh, and when you have ignorance, then devices are more tempting often because they're short term and they look better, but they are an illusion, which is not a big topic kind of the siren idea. And then again, virtue is the solution. And then learning about them is how this comes about. So it's also uh, helpful as part of just (laughs) making these episodes and trying to uh, explore the vices, the virtues, this late medieval thinking, Dante's cosmology, and then discussing it, uh, evaluating and Practicing it, which is kind of this, also like you have to practice. It's a part of the solution as well. Like you have to, once you understand and know the virtues, you also have to do the virtues. So you have to do the part of of the the prudence and the fortitude and the temperance and the just. So that's all I wanted to say. So we we're, we're planning on four or five minutes, but it's a bit longer. So this is a big topic. It's, it, but it's one of the deepest ones, <laughs> and it is. Um, it's interesting to read a book that is over 30 years old and it it's, it reads like a contemporary commentary because it's much of the same but it's arguably uh, like a, a bigger problem now than it was three decades ago in some parts but there are also positive developments uh, since that time so that's also something to kind of uh, keep in mind that there are like the, the counter forces are almost like by nature uh moving and they're also kind of growing uh it seems like in these years the last few years and even much more so like if you look into the future so um that's all i hope some of this was uh, interesting and um always i hope you're still having a great morning good cup of coffee maybe nice weather and uh, thanks for listening tuning in see you again in the next episode